Hello, and welcome to Cardinal Coaching Solutions, the podcast that seeks to foster community and discussion around all aspects of life and leadership coaching. My name is Wes Gow. I'm the founder of Cardinal Coaching Solutions, and I'm happy to serve as your host for this journey. I specialize in academic, life, and business performance coaching, and I'll be interviewing my coaching friends and colleagues along with other guests to learn their stories, best practices, and tips for success. Welcome to the show. Now let's get you going. All right, well, today it is my honor and privilege to welcome my dear friend and esteemed colleague, Mr. Shamar Terrell. Welcome, Shamar. Thanks, Wes, for having me. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Yeah, my man, this is exciting. This is our uh, pilot here. I asked you for a little bio, a little write-up, and I'm going to read that because it's amazing. Shamar Terrell is a business and organizational performance coach with CACI and a certified life-forming growth coach. He also holds a master's degree from Regent University in Virginia Beach. Shamar specializes in partnering with senior and mid-level leaders to strengthen their leadership acumen and improve their ability to positively impact those they lead. He's also dedicated to helping leadership teams gain alignment, increase communication, and work together to achieve more effective results. Shamar began his career in the military where he was able to witness the power and influence that great leadership can have on a culture. And for fun, he enjoys racquetball, jogging, cooking, and pretty much any activity that keeps him young. Amen. Trying to stay young. <laughs> He's the father of two very active young men and the husband of one wonderful wife. Shamar, welcome once again. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it. You know, the, the uh, when you read the bio, it sounds so much better than a... I think I, I really am. So uh, it's always interesting to hear that about yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 does anything come to mind that got left out of that bio? Anything else that you would want our listeners to know? Um, I, I think you hit it all. You know, I'm uh, really just about helping people grow, helping people get better at what they do. Uh, you know, I, I just I always want to see the best out of people uh, in, in what, whatever facet of life they're in, uh, especially in the area of leadership. So that's that's why I'm here. This is truly my passion. This is truly something I love to do. Uh, and I'm just glad to be here to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to dig into several of those things you said there. Um, at the outro, I'm going to or sorry, at the intro here uh, out of the gates, I'm going to say a few words and I'll probably say this. Uh, on a regular basis for our listeners, um, the work that we do here with CACI, um, the words that we have used to describe our environment is embedded industrial uh, context. And so I want to unpack that a little bit so that things make sense going forward. So, and Shamar, you, you can help me fill in the gaps here. By, sure. em, by embedded, I mean we are, this is not distance coaching, it's not remote coaching, we are in their environments. We are at their meetings, we're walking their halls, we're in uh, their offices, um, fully present in yep. their space. Uh, and by industrial, this is where it gets interesting. Um, this is an industrial environment, meaning it's basically, in many ways, it is in fact a construction site. Uh, so we wear um, hard toe, or steel toe boots, mm -hmm. hard hats, safety glasses. Uh, those are all things that um, are part of our everyday attire. Um, and I think it's interesting to just, you know, we walk around and look, ooh, where'd you get those steel toe boots, man? Those are super comfortable. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it is. That's the topic of our day. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, it is. That's true. And yeah. along those lines, in terms of it being uh, industrial, just to give you some more background. So um, our client is a federal client. We are coaching in a government setting. You will hear us be um, intentionally vague about the specifics, um, any specific uh, note or um, project or leadership level. Um, you know, if, if we're not providing enough information there, just know that that is intentional. Uh, anything else you would add to that? Um, I, you know, I, I like to sum it up uh, with we're kind of like a bunch of coaching anthropologists on mission in a construction environment. I mean, it's not your typical uh, uh, day job. It's not your typical office job. But that's what it's like. We're, we're anthropologists in a different culture um, working to help people move forward and get better at what they do. That's, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard you use that before, and, and I'll, I'll provide you a little bit more background here. So I started with the company almost a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Um, and whenever wow. we are on, I know, isn't that crazy? Uh, this is September 2018. Um, and whenever, as is, you know, become practice for our company, for our team, whenever we are onboarding new coaches into that environment, um, we have onboard mentors and Shamar was my onboarding mentor this time last year. So I came into this environment, you know, wearing, uh, just things that we don't normally wear. I don't walk around steel toe boots, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, or a hard hat or whatever. Um, and, uh, so here I come into this new environment and it is, it is very different. Um, there are just uh, aspects of the culture to learn. I love the way that you use um, the word anthropology. But you were instrumental in just helping me literally get my, not literally, but get my feet underneath me, learn the ropes, learn the environment. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And you, you hold a special place for me, my friend. Mm. Um, so Unpack that phrase just a little bit more. When you say uh, anthropologist of that environment, what is there anything else left on the table there? You know, I I think it really just speaks. Uh, it really just speaks for itself. You know, we're um, in a different culture that's uh, mm -hmm. that we we may not be used to, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, we may not have created, and in some ways, uh, if we were in an office environment this is not the place we would choose. This is not how we would choose it to be. Um, <laughs> we, we are, we are um, studying the way they do business and helping them do their business better. Mm. So it's just, it's just different. It's just different. It's hard to really explain. Um, I call it life behind the gate because it's not mm. quite military it's not quite civilian it's somewhere in between right yeah, yeah. it is uh, i think there's some rich coaching topic there with uh what you just said studying the way they do business that's really yeah. interesting uh we'll get there i'm going to jump back um to your professional background sure um you are a, a certified life-forming growth coach and hold a master's degree from regent university uh and prior to that you were in the military Yes. So, yeah. So you actually have a little bit more experience than probably most of us do with this. Some of the rules of engagement here. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I would I would say some. Uh, at the same time, there's still it's still that middle ground uh, where you're not quite a civilian, not quite military. You're just kind of in the mm-hmm. middle, mm-hmm. Uh, government employee in a different environment. So, yeah, yeah some, but um, you know, it's it's we're we're still all learning as we right. uh, take on this work, myself included. I, I don't have all the answers by no means. I'm learning every day. So. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. So let's go back to the military. What uh, what branch were you in? How long were you in? Sure. Um, I was Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Navy for nine years. Uh, went to, uh, like you said, Regent University. Uh, got out of the military. Uh, took on a position where I was a, a supervisor at a fortune, uh, you know, corporate America company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a course in, in college about coaching. So I learned about coaching there. But when I got to this corporate environment, um, they were using coaching there. So I continued to utilize my coaching skill, learn more about coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mentored in coaching there. Um, and so I just, I continued to coach for, for 10 years in the civilian sector. And then uh, back here to... Uh, Back to the yard. Yeah, back to present day. Uh, I've been working for Khaki for about a little over two years, almost two and a half years now. Uh, Really a plank owner, first one in the yard uh, (laughs) doing the work. So Mm -hmm. that's that's where we're at now. That's right. Yeah. And for those listening not familiar with our company, CACI, we also do pronounce it Khaki. Uh, So you'll, you'll hear us use those interchangeably. Um, now, also, just as a point of interest for our own team here, I, I know from your story that there was a culinary stop in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there was a, <laughs> you know, I always say in my former life I was a chef. That's um, right. So, yeah, yeah, I am a, quite the foodie, still do love food, love critiquing it, love, you know, all things about mm-hmm. food, you know. Um, but, but you know, food is really, uh, it really was an opportunity to serve people. And so... Mm. Uh, some of the things that I saw in that, uh, I also see in what we do now, you know, and oh, wow. I'm able to kind of bring that hospitality to the way we coach as well to get the person in the room because people don't believe, many people um, don't believe that coaching will work until coaching works. Mm. And then they they become a believer in what you're talking about and, and, and what you're doing. Uh, it feels very nebulous to them. So, yeah, I've been able to transfer a lot of those skills over. That's a really beautiful way of connecting that. Yeah. That's awesome. I can, for those listening, I can personally attest to this man's um, knowledge of the key lime pie. <laughs> you can make a key lime pie, my friend. I appreciate like, it. Like no other. And I've had key lime pie in Key West. Yeah, I mean, you're from Florida. so I'm from Florida. Yeah. And uh, Shamar Terrell's key lime pie is of legend. Oh, that's it's, good. It's just got that perfect crust, that perfect mmm, mmm. I appreciate it. You know, thanks. I'm humbled. That's all I can say. I'm humbled. Um, You mentioned something in in that last uh, uh, exchange there that, in your experience, you found that people, it's not uncommon to find resistance to coaching. Yeah. Why Mm -hmm. is that? Huh, that's a that's a great question. I mean, we could probably run a whole nother podcast on that, but I, I'll try to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, c- coaching is here. Here's the way I'll say it. You know, when when you look at cooking, right? Cooking. Um, when you look okay. at cooking, right? Uh, and you go back in the kitchen, everybody claims that they're a chef. 
you know, uh, they may just be a cook. They may be a line cook. They may, I don't know, Mm -hmm. they may be making fast food, but, you know, people attach the name chef to the back of their name. Um, and, And what's happened in the coaching world is a lot of that. And so a lot of people have... Or they, they claim to be coaches because they have a, a podcast or they have a, um, a YouTube channel. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a buzzword right mm-hmm. now. So when people hear coaching, uh, they either have a preconditioned notion of what it is, uh, many times inaccurate, or they don't believe in it. Um, and mm-hmm. so those are some of the things that you're fighting against as you meet um the clients that you're working with, because mm-hmm. we're, we're doing embedded coaching. And so it's not like the uh, the individual that is getting the coaching has sought you out to say, I need a coach and I want a coach, so coach me. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're dealing with some of those, you're fighting through some of those barriers. Um, but again, one of the things that I've found is when you can get them in a room and you can talk through some of the challenges that they're facing mm-hmm. and help give them a way forward by pulling it out of them. Uh, not everybody, but many people we've been able to turn around uh, to where they're believers in the idea of coaching and embedded coaching and what we do as coaching. Mm-hmm. That's Man, I love how you're connecting that even uh uh, even to your past, um, you know what you said, your former life. Um, so, so that actually brings me to a question I had further down my list here. And we'll just jump ahead here and and, okay. and and pick up. You know, we'll we'll just pick at these. You know, as they seem appropriate. Um, so, let's run with that imagery of you know step back in the kitchen and and everyone working in in the back there behind the scenes might refer to themselves or call themselves, give themselves a title of cook. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they may be on, they are on various points of their journey to becoming maybe an industry leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're saying some of the challenges that have gone against uh, the perception of coaching is that um, right now that's it, it, it. Anyone can call themselves that. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: If you were to meet someone who somehow, let's just accept that they have an interest in pursuing a career as a coach, mm-hmm. of the many things that would come to mind for you, let's pick one, uh, one bit of advice that you would give that individual. Got you. Um, sure. Well. I, th- I think that's a phenomenal question, Wes, because uh, there are a lot of answers. But, um, you know, and, and you you will get training as a coach at different places. Georgetown has a great program. Life Forming has a great program. Lots of great programs out there. But uh, even before you go into a program, the I, I think the advice that I would give a person is always be on. And, uh, yeah, o- always be on and always listen um, because – that's something you can do. You can train your listening uh, even before you go for any training, even before you really get deep into coaching. Uh, when I was training coaches at um, another company I was with, um, <clears throat> I would literally uh, tell them to go out for the weekend and look at the person and, and look at the environment and connect some dots. Just mm-hmm. you, all you, you're simply, it's just a simple exercise where you're going out there and you're looking at um, 
what correlations make sense? What trends do you see? Um, what can you figure out based on the picture that you're looking at? Or, or when you're having a conversation uh, mm -hmm. with a person, uh, listening to that person for the trends that they're uh, that they're putting out and what they're saying, mm -hmm. or, or what are the underlying uh, themes in what they're saying? Mm -hmm. To uh, granted, you won't always have the answer, but the the idea is to start thinking like that because coaching um, in any environment takes a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. um, listening with your eyes, <laughs> if that makes sense, if that's even a thing. Uh, listen, but you know, listening with your eyes, listening with your ears, um, listening for the things that make sense and the things that don't make sense. So uh, I, I think that's the advice I would give. Yeah. 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 That's great. And, and, and I can attest to your, um, your passion there because you may not remember this, but for our, so I'll give you a little bit of background um, for our listeners. In our hiring process, in our onboarding process, um, we have what we call a, um, a qual card. And really what that is, um, the reason we have that, well, first of all, it's a list of coaching competencies. And what we will have all the coaches on our team do is, um, you know, pick one uh, that our new coach can come spend some time with you in our environment on this topic. And uh, the purpose of that qual card is in large part to what you were referencing earlier is that, you know, we can bring you in an interview, we can look at your resume, um, we can even do some scenarios with you. Um, but not all, of, not all of that necessarily paints an accurate picture of can this individual coach and furthermore, can they coach in our environment? Yeah. And so one yeah. aspect of that qual card, which, which virtually mirrors the ICF competencies, is listening, mm -hmm. active listening. I'll never forget when I came to you. Now, you were my onboarding mentor, and mm -hmm. so I had a lot of these topics with you. But one of them was listening. And you said, hey, for, for this point of your qual card, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Now. I, don't, I don't know, Shamar. I'm not really keen on coming to work on a weekend. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. And you said, uh, well, hey, there's an outlet mall near us. Um, we actually live uh, fairly close to each other. You said, you want to meet up there? And I'm, and I'm thinking, what in the world is this guy going to do? Yeah, a little he's unorthodox. Like, he's like, yeah, we're, we're going to do some active listening up there. I'm like, oh, man, here we go. I'm, I, this is training day. I'm going <laughs> to get my Denzel on. Please, I'm um, Denzel, yeah. That's right. I'm okay we're, with that. I'm going to spend a day with Denzel. And that's what we did. I remember yeah. I remember leaving that morning telling my wife, like, I have no idea what I'm getting into. <laughs> but I'm going to go meet Shamar. We're going to do some active listening Yeah. at the outlet malls. Um, Best place I think, to do it. I think we both walked away with a pair of shoes that day. We did, uh, yeah. But bonus prize. But you really dug into that, man, and it was fascinating. It was a fascinating exercise. You know, you can talk all day about uh, the theory, uh, a, a theoretical approach to active listening, but getting out, quote unquote, into the field, yeah, and actually doing it is mm -hmm. uh, just another exercise, man. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just thinking. You know, I I think that's it's essential to do it that way, and but but more so, I think it's essential to tailor what you're doing based on the individual mm -hmm. that you're working with. I mean, I you were open to that approach, even though it sounded crazy at the time. Yeah. I'm sure, um, 
but it worked for you. So it's all about tailoring it to the individual. Yeah. So back to our question, what's one word of wisdom you pass along to someone interested in a career in coaching? For you, it sounds like there'd be an emphasis on learn more about active listening. Yeah. Yeah. Look at some articles. Um, in fact, I, uh, there's another question I have on here about uh, you know coaching industry literature. Um, I thought I remember seeing a book in your office that dealt with elements of listening. It was body language or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um... But yeah, there's a. We'll, we'll find it and post it in the notes. Okay, but, yeah, that sounds. But great. I remember you praising that book. Yes, because you know part of uh, I, you know I'm I'm by no means a body language expert, mm-hmm. um, but there are some really good ones out there. Yeah, there's some really great body language experts. So I, I believe you know part of our job as coaches is to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and and by reading this book, I mean instantly uh, the same day. Uh, that I read it, I was able to put some things into practice where I was listening at a different level by really reading into the body language of the individual I was working with. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you just got to keep learning, man. It's Okay, it's can we stop there? And, yeah. and without getting too specific, can we dig into that example right there? Sure. You said you were in a coaching situation and you picked up on some body language that informed how you... You've informed your presence, at least, in that coaching situation. Can you give us some more background there? Sure. Um, So the gentleman I was coaching, we were kind of at this point where we were brainstorming, Mm -hmm. you know, the way forward Mm -hmm. and what we were going to do. And he came up with some great things. Mm -hmm. You know, he had all the right words. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I trusted his words, we would just be going forward. And I would have told him something or he would have picked what he wanted to do and probably would have never gotten done. Because as I read his body language, everything about it said, I said the right words, but I have no interest in doing it. I am reluctant to do it. I'm reluctant to talk to that individual. I'm reluctant to go forward with this action item. So what what did the body language look like? Was sure. he crossed arms? Uh, like What gave you the indication that these are just words? Yeah, it was the, the way he sat back. He had a kind of a, a chair that rocked back as he sat back mm-hmm. uh, so he he leaned back in the chair uh, you know a lot of times you think of crossed arms but he he just kind of put one arm across his chest uh kind of grabbing his shoulder and his his he leaned his head to the side and squinted just a little bit and it was very similar to something i read in the book and i asked him i said on you know on a scale from one to five how um you know, how willing are you to do said thing? And he paused for a second. Mm. And I, and I, I, you know, after a a pause and giving him a moment, uh, he said about a, he said about a two. (laughs) Um, And I said, I can see it in the way you're reacting to the question. And I, I explained to him about his body language. And he said, oh man, you're picking me up. You're getting what you, oh wow. Yeah, and, that's and some I, direct communication there with yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I think what happened is in that relationship, he really got bought into what I was talking about. Mm. Um, because not only was I asking him questions and helping him move forward, but I was also picking up what he was saying mm-hmm. between the lines uh, versus just, you know, the words he was saying. So mm. got some instant buy-in, got, you know, um, we always talk about, uh, sight beyond sight, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> From what was that He Man? 
no, it wasn't He Man. It was uh, what was the cat one? Thundercats. Yeah, Thundercats. Yeah, Give me yeah, yeah, yeah. For for everybody who's over like thirty. Um, and watch Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, watch Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. So he saw that I had kind of sight beyond sight or sight beyond what was said, and he really started opening up after that. Yeah. Because yeah. he could trust, it was like he could trust me with what, mm-hmm. uh, what he was gonna say and do and think mm-hmm. without judgment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, and I think something you highlight there is is um, something I heard somebody say. I can't remember where it was, but they essentially were describing coaching as as such a gift of awareness mm-hmm. to somebody else. That I mean, we we all know what it's like to be in a conversation with someone who really is not present they're not invested in what we're saying you can tell and and a lot of it's body language right they're checking their phone they're doing something else Um, they're not asking questions that indicate really much of an interest and i think some of the power of coaching um, is that when a coach uh, shows up for the other person and is really leaning in and paying attention to body language working through these layers of listening level one two and three yeah, that that alone, that action alone, can elicit response, and that sounds like exactly what it did with this individual. Oh yeah, um, you know we we live in a, I'd say a culture where we do a lot of talking, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of multitasking, and a lot of multitasking. But to be listened to, yeah, and to be heard, um, is is really an awesome thing that a coach can bring to the mm-hmm. table. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Shamar. What do you think that you uniquely bring as a coach? Hmm. Um, what do I uniquely bring? Yeah. Besides um, your key lime pie. Besides the key lime pie. Well, I can also make red velvet. My wife says I can't make it at work anymore because that's her cake, but that's a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uniquely, I think, um, you know, my time in the military, I did nine years in the military. I was uh, privileged to be around uh, a, lot of, a lot of different leaders, mm-hmm. um, both that I worked for directly. And I worked at a staff college where uh, high-ranking uh, high ranking dignitaries would come mm-hmm. and speak, like the, uh, uh, the general who was... Uh, in charge of uh, the Panama crisis and oh, wow. uh, the general who was over, the, you know, the movie Black Hawk Down, mm-hmm. the general mm-hmm. who was in charge of that. So they would come and speak to these senior um, officers and I was able to listen in and glean knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really gave me a hunger uh, for great, for helping great leadership. Uh, so I, I bring that to the table and I've, I've also worked a lot actually in, in, in the, for the last 20 years in the nonprofit sector as yeah. well, uh, working in churches and ministries and, <clears throat> you know, just walking alongside people. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think of it as coaching at the time, but a lot of life coaching and helping people develop balance and become better parents and better husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I bring that to the table and it makes me unique because I see it from the business perspective, from the military perspective, and from the uh, people just trying to figure it out perspective, mm-hmm. you know? And, and yeah. I think that's where we all a are. A person, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, at the, at the core of a leader is a person who's trying to figure it out. 
Oh, yeah. You know, wow. when you scrape back all the layers and peel back the onion, mm-hmm. it's really just a person trying to figure it out. They may have a whole lot of answers to a whole lot of things, but they don't have a lot of answers to a whole lot of things as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, Behind the assumptions and the perceptions exactly. of their direct reports to someone who behind closed doors maybe is just trying to figure it out like everybody else. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I really think part of our job is uh, getting to that core, mm. getting to that core and letting that person, you know, if you will, will take off their wig and mm-hmm. take off their mask and take off all those pieces and just say, this is who I am. Yeah. And, and uh, allowing them to be real with you mm-hmm. and you be real with them and have that time uh, that's not afforded to them because the people who are looking at them are looking to them to lead. Mm. So letting them know that a little transparency is good. Wow. You know? Yeah. So that actually speaks to some of the value of leaders having coaches mm-hmm. where there are safe places uh, to do some self-reflection and pursuit of awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Uh, so what I heard there, and this comes back to a word that you mentioned earlier, anthropologist, um, and you mentioned culture earlier as well, is that one of the neat, unique things that you bring uh, as a coach, is that you've spent time in a lot of different cultures. Uh, you know, I, I never looked at it like that, but yeah, I guess I have. I guess I have been mm-hmm. somewhat of a chameleon in many different cultures. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what? I, I can, Now that I think about that and even say that out loud, I can think back to specific examples of, you know, where... In our work of government contracting, there's a lot of churn, or there's the potential for a lot of churn. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were times that we would experience that churn, and, and, and I would come into your office to process some of that, and, and you would have this poise that was, it was certainly unlike anything I had. And you were able to speak, you were even able to speak from spe- specific examples of like, hey, I've met a Mr. Blank before. <laughs> I know him. I know that kind, or I. I, I that individual comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. I've met him. I know him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was from the many, the, the different cultures you've spent time in. It's it's shaped you. It's a part of what you bring to the table. Yeah, I had a friend tell me a long time ago that you'll go different places and the faces will change. Mm. You know, and that's it. Um, you can't meet everybody in the world, but you'll you'll meet many different types of people. And, and the only difference would be the face, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it just goes back to at the at the end of the day, no matter uh, if we're the president of the United States or we're the the gentleman who's down on his luck and homeless, we're, we're just peel back the layers. We're all the same inside. We're yeah. trying to figure this thing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you gave a coaching example uh, of how you utilize body language. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounded like it was very Im- impactful for that individual, even in that moment of just seeing th- this person is is totally focused on me, mm-hmm. and that brought that brought them into the conversation to a deeper level, to the coaching at a deeper yeah. level. So he- here's one other question. Let's go to the opposite end of that spectrum. Okay, okay. I-, I heard this phrase called "failure isn't final; it's feedback." <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think uh, maybe heard that from Michael Hyatt. Um, whether or not that originated from him, I'm not sure. But it, that was a powerful phrase for me. Failure is feedback, and so 
what have what's one example of maybe something you have learned about a coaching engagement that m- might be perceived as a failure? Yeah. But what's something you learned from it? That's a man. I've got lots of failures to talk about. <laughs> Just one, one. Yeah, you, we we used to when we interview somebody uh, for a position. I would always get nervous, uh, you know, being the interviewer if they had not had a failure. Like mm-hmm. I want to know where they fail well. So your your question makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I would say, I would say that um, you know some people are into coaching when asked if they want to coach if they if they would like to have a coach yes okay you know because again we're talking about this embedded environment mm-hmm. they didn't actually seek us out to say hey i need a coach i want a coach you be my coach and i'll pay you that's not what we do right we're embedded so the person is sometimes voluntold <laughs> right so in, mil- in kind of military terms we would use voluntold yeah um, in the corporate world i've heard it referred to as sponsored yes clients so they're not paying the bill correct um, they may not have even asked for it and in our situation most have been voluntold <laughs> yeah they have you know we we have a um we've taken some time to to use a great criteria uh to kind of gauge who we should coach mm-hmm. and who we shouldn't uh, to make sure we're offering the product that we give to the mm-hmm. right people. Um, again, I came in uh, first, so mm-hmm. we we have streamlined our guidelines uh, a little differently now. Right. So this, you know, I would say this failure kind of came under the old guidelines, but um, this individual wanted coaching when when asked by the by their boss. Mm-hmm. Um but once we got into the actual relationship, um, they weren't necessarily interested in changing. Because you know the thing about what we do is we are there to help pull the answer out of them. Mm-hmm. You know they're in pain for whatever reason, or this thing is causing them pain. You know we can bring the awareness, but mm-hmm. when it's time to move forward, um, everybody's not interested in moving forward. And, and so for, for me, what I learned through that situation is uh, sometimes as a coach, you have to do the hard job of calling that out. Direct you know, communication. Direct communication, mm-hmm. is, as you said earlier. And, and if, if I'm 100% honest, I didn't do the best job of calling that out. Up like front? I, well, not, you know, if not on day one, of course. Sure, but, sure. You know. Early, I, I should have called it out earlier in the process. Gotcha. And, and part of that was, you know, us developing the relationship there. I, we had just gotten to the to the yard, and we were trying to uh, develop trust and all these pieces. Um, and and you know, to be honest, some of the the things that we're doing are very foreign. If you've never been in a yard, as you mm-hmm. talked about earlier, um, so yeah, you know, you you learn to kind of call out when someone's playing a, a game of chess mm-hmm. uh, earlier. And and really, you do that as an act of support. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it later in the process than I should have. Uh, but, you know, you live and you learn. So, you live and you learn. Okay, so, and, and by the way, just an, uh, for those listening, when, when we, you'll hear us use the word yard, we're just referring to our industrial environment. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to acknowledge some of our, our uh, language here. So that's an important point. So you did call, you did have that conversation. You did oh, yeah. acknowledge that. Um, 
So I was, I was thinking about this question, what would you do differently? And you already answered it. You would have it earlier. Yes. Um, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, I, I think sometimes we get caught up in what we have to lose mm. in our own head. Mm. You know, again, just having an honesty moment here uh, because coaches are, uh, whether you believe it or not, we're human. Uh, right. <laughs> right. right. Um, uh, we're not robots. So we, we do get caught up in that sometimes. Uh, w- one of the other things I think was great is we have a team mm-hmm. of coaches that we mm-hmm. work with. Mm-hmm. So being able to reflect on the situation with my peers oh, and yeah. kind of have them coach me through it. Mm-hmm kind of brought about that epiphany if yeah. you will so um yeah that's that's that was my failure um and that's what i learned from it yeah oh that's great correct me if i'm wrong i'm gonna i'm gonna connect that to some the one of your passions about listening mm-hmm. um and i have found that in this environment um wow it is it is a real challenge to get out of even level one listening, which is me. I'm listening to me. Yeah. And I can find myself in uh, in a conversation or even a coaching situation where this isn't a private office. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not outside. We, we are surrounded by people who not only might they be listening in to this coaching conversation, they, they may also be chiming in to it, <laughs> which is yeah. just bizarre. It but, is quite unique. But when you mention that headspace of, and help 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 remind me of of what you said, um, y- you were in a space of uh, concentrating on what do I have to lose. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're in that level one space. Yes, yes, that is, I would agree. That is level one, and so I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. That was it. That was just an acknowledgement of that, and. Um, and, and so the practice of how, how do I how do I be present with this individual? What would it look like for me to inhabit a level two space where I'm fully leaning into them? Yeah. And how, yeah. And how might that change my communication in this moment? Yeah. Um, I, I think is you, you, I think everybody's process is a little different of how you get there, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to have some kind of process in place. Um, yeah. You know, take a walk. We, uh, I call it kind of setting your gyroscope, you know, mm-hmm. that gyroscope is that pole that I guess evens the evens out the helicopter. I'm not an aerospace, aerospace engineer, <laughs> no, but that's how it works in my head. Right. But so, so you're just kind of getting yourself to a place of even. So when you go in there, you can just be completely open yeah. and completely, um, just you, you've removed the things that you need to remove out of your own head and out of your own way so you can be there for your client or for your performer. Right, right. And something else you mentioned in there is, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you you're, you have an interest at the very least, if not a lot of experience as a coach. And one thing I think is important to keep pointing out is, you know, you were in that conversation and, and we're not there to give advice. We're not there to diagnose. Um, we're, we're there to help them come to their own awareness right so yeah. we're 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 entering these conversations with the assumption that you're the expert on you mm-hmm. yeah we're going to offer presence and we're going to offer reflection and questions that help you clear the headspace and find your way forward correct yeah that's what we're doing that's the yeah. work so last question here Shamar, before we get into the real fun stuff 
what is one thing that you believe that you know more about coaching today mm-hmm. than when you started coaching? I'm sure there's many things. Yeah. Pick one. Sure. Um, so as a supervisor, as a manager um, who was coaching, uh, there, there was a pressure on me. This is before coming to Khaki. You there were a supervisor? Supervisor and a, and a manager. You were in a manager position and yeah. you were coaching your direct reports. Correct. Okay. So uh, there, there's in that position, there's, certain, there's a certain amount of pressure to know, to have the answer, to have it right. For your direct report? For my direct yeah. reports and, and for my peers and just, you know, yeah. just to know the answer. They're coming to you for answers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Advice. Um, so in this environment, I've learned to lean on my team. Mm. And, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't think it was going to be hard for me, but it was. Mm. It was hard for me to just say. Your colleagues? You yeah, my co- yeah, my colleagues, my peers. Yeah. Um, listen, guys, coaches, I don't have the answer. I need the help. I need a coach to coach me through this situation or give me the answer or share with me your experience. Right. Something. Because right. I have the situation that I don't know oh, yeah. what to do in. Um, yeah. So again, very, uh, uh, I wouldn't say big, but a change for me mm-hmm. is uh, taking on that uh, humble mantle to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and not to wait to do that, but to say it earlier. Yeah. You know, say it as early as possible yeah. so you can get the answer and move forward. Uh, because in, in, a, in a lot of ways... That's what we, what we want our clients, or we call them performers, right. uh, to do as well. We Absolutely. want them to, you know, say, I don't know. And then we can ask them, well, who who is who does know? Right. You know, and then you can work through that. So what you know more about today than when you started was be uh, vulnerable, be willing to be vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. So as I've learned it more. Yeah. I've been able to point it out or see it. Mm-hmm. I've had better awareness uh, when my client or my performer mm-hmm. is not vulnerable. Mm. You know, uh, somebody said to me one time, "You can't give away what you don't have." Yeah, you know? yeah. I've, I've heard. In fact, I've heard you say it another way as well. What is it? You can't export what you don't make it home. Oh or something yeah, like that. <laughs> uh, I think there's a guy from uh pastor or teacher from dallas theological who said uh uh if it doesn't work at home don't export it yeah yeah so same right. different wording same principle but you know if we want our performer to do it mm-hmm. we have to be open to doing it as well being yeah. vulnerable and asking questions and yeah, requesting help yeah. when we when we need it so yeah absolutely Wow, that's such a great that's such a great point and a great place for us to transition. Um, you know, we have uh, a culture on our team of peer coaching, where um, uh, every three or four months, I think it's at four months now, is what we decided upon. But uh, we rotate into new teams of uh, four to five coaches, colleagues, mm-hmm. peers. You know, all CACI coaches. And um, a couple times a month, we hop on the phone um, because we're across, uh, we're, we have a presence across the United States. But we hop the phone in, and uh, at every phone call, one coach has, it, they have the microphone for that phone call. Here's my stuck. Yeah. 
and and what they have at their disposal is is three or four incredible coaches to to offer them awareness. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I have heard this situation come out from everyone's mouth, whether you, you can be first day in our environment or you could be a plank owner, like you said, a seasoned coach. And someone will start with, man, I've got this one performing. I just do not know what to do. (laughs) It's come out of all of us. And there's just that willingness to be vulnerable. There's that willingness to be transparent. There's that willingness to, um, to acknowledge I'm stuck. And, um, and you're right, it's powerful. And if, and if it's what we want to grow, uh, in our performers, then it's certainly worth growing in ourselves. Absolutely. I agree. Well, this has been fantastic, Shamar. We are. That it has. Um, we're we're going to transition now. We got a few minutes left here, um, and uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to do some role play. Okay. You up for that? Sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. All right. So so let's do this. Let's go with because uh, I think this is a fairly common scenario. Let's let's say that I'm I'm coming into your office. Um, I I'm one of the performers you're coaching. Um, so I'm, I'm making our appointment. It doesn't always look like that. Our coaching out in this environment does not always look like that. It can That's look, the perfect scenario. But right, that is. Yeah. That is an ideal scenario. Um, it can look much more agile and dynamic than that. Oh, yeah. But it, it certainly can look like what I'm describing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come into your office, and I'll be, um, I'll be a supervisor. I'll have some people who report to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I'll, be, I'll be frustrated at the relationship with a particular work leader. And we'll, we'll just, we'll run with that. Okay. You ready? So we'll just, yeah, we'll start from there. We'll uh, just, we'll riff from there and you'll you be just, the coach. You're, you're we'll walking in. Yep, oh, here we go. Okay. Right. And scene. Hey Wes, come on in. Hey, hey man. Sorry I'm, sorry I'm a few minutes late. I, uh, yeah, whatever. Hey, I appreciate okay. you being here. Yeah. So, so, uh, What's going on today in your world? Uh, you know, man, just, uh, you know, hey, nothing. It's great. I'm getting paid, you know? <laughs> well, that's good. It's a beautiful day. I'm getting paid. That's all that matters. Well, I'm glad you're getting paid. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, you know, I noticed some things uh, with... You know, normally when you come in here, you're usually very chipper, very happy about what's going on. But you're showing up a little different today. What's what's with that? Uh, well, you know, I, I all right. Well, I've got this work leader. Um, good guy. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I just, he's just caused me problems. Okay. And I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm gotcha. over it. I've, I, yeah, I'm just over it. And I guess today just happens to be one of those days where you just, you know, I just brought it in here. I just, you just caught me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I caught you in the right moment, I guess. The right, right one or the wrong one. I don't know. But um, it's, it's just wearing me out, man. I don't yeah. know what to do with this guy. Got you. So he's causing you problems. You, you're kind of just at the point where you're over it, completely done with it. I get it. If if would you like to talk more about that? 
I, yeah, I guess. I mean, we might as well. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, sure. I'll talk if you want to listen. Okay. You I, know, I'm always I, open to listening. I'm getting paid. Okay. So, what? by the time we finish talking about it, what would make you feel good about this conversation? If we did what? Uh, fired him. <laughs> fired him. I mean, okay. you, hey, you... <laughs> You know what it's like out here, though, man. You can't. I mean, it's nearly impossible. Okay. Um, but no, I. I just. What would make me feel good? Mm-hmm. I guess if I just had some. Way of. Uh, I don't know. A, a better outlook because this affects my job affects my everyday man yeah yeah you know i'm getting i'm getting uh i'm getting jammed by this guy and i'm getting hammered from above yeah um so yeah i guess if i could walk out of here and and feel like i had anything to to hope in and, and not go home frustrated about um, that'd be great okay so can you handle that doc you know I, I think I think we can <laughs> <laughs> so you you know you want to go home not frustrated sounds like sounds like you don't want to you have a certain amount of frustration that you're experiencing at work and you don't want to take it home is that uh, accurate that's, that's definitely one thing yeah okay okay well I think we can talk through that um, so kind of tell me more about the situation. What's happening right now between you and him? And you know, I'm sorry, do you mind if I write? No, no, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Um, you know, he's, he's a new work leader. Um, you know, I, 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 I know I, I've seen him work hard. Um, but I'm seeing habits that that are just uh they're jamming me up okay you know he's coming in late um he's not um you know i'll suggest uh, i'll I'll suggest he do things that i know are going to help him Mm -hmm. um you know uh, you so something stupid like um i've told him to carry around a particular notebook and and he'd rather carry around this little one that fits inside his hard hat Hmm. And, you know, when he's down there in this environment, you know, it gets all hot and sweaty and whatever you wrote down is mush mm-hmm. by the end of the day. And so just little things like that, man, I'm, I'm trying to tell him, look, this is how you be successful. And it's just one, he's not picking up on or he's not doing any of the things that I tell him. And on top of that, he's, he's you know, he's just not putting in the time. Yeah. What else? What else has happened in there? Well, I mean, all of that, like I said, all that's getting me pressure uh, from above. You know, I got to go into these meetings, um, you know, and, and speak speak at these briefs, you know, for why uh, critical work isn't getting done, yeah. why dates are late. And um, in all honesty, uh, I, I, can, I can tie enough of it to his performance that it's just it's pissing me off. Mm. I mean, if I had a guy like, you know, like what Joe's got over, over there, just this, you know, this amazing kid who, um, man, if I had that guy, I could, 
you know, life would just be great. Yeah, yeah. Who who's Joe, by the way? Oh, he he works over in this other sort of shop. He's we we came in together, and you know, we're both twelves, and yeah, he's just got. He, He's just got this great kid that's doing a lot of work. Got you. Basically everything that my guy's not. Got you. So what have you, What you know, if, sounds like he's, you know, messing up uh, uh, your deep, based on what you're saying, he's messing up your DPL? He's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These meetings, I'm, I'm, not, able to, I'm not able to speak in those. Um, so. And you're saying that's because of the work he's not doing. Right. Okay. Okay. So you really, you feel like you need to fix the situation. Mm-hmm. Are I you? I guess I don't know. Fix him. Fix him. Well, I mean, that would be ideal. Let me ask you this, because I know we talked about the temperament, so, mm-hmm. and we went through that. Mm-hmm. Um, what temperament is he? You know, when we talk about the four lenses, what temperament is he? Yeah, I know. I had him go to that train with you guys. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a green. He's a green. If I remember right, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you're blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what effect uh, do you think that could be having on the relationship? Well, refresh my memory of what those are again. <laughs> sure. Well, you know yours uh, is blue, which is very, you know, when we think about a key word for blue, it's being very relational, you yeah. know? Uh, empathetic, able mm-hmm. to bring people to the table. Actually, that's your strength. And, and that's what I've seen in you right. uh, in the other conversations that we have. You're able to bring people to the table that may not have been at the table before to get them to do new things. Okay. Which is interesting because it really speaks to this situation. Or, I, I mean, my inability in this situation. Well, I think we have an opportunity here to talk about that. Okay. And, and kind of brainstorm if you want. Uh, what we can do from here but to answer your question um, the green which is what he is mm-hmm. very analytical mm-hmm. very uh, data oriented uh, researches a lot of things uh, yeah 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 that's values, him that's him values competence competence is important um, to to that temperament being competent and um, being competent and working for competent people Okay. So, how does he view you? Jeez, well, on that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm incompetent. Um, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I think I, 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 I would want him to, you know, see me as someone that he could, he could trust. He could take, you know. I mean, if if, if I give him an action or if I give him some advice on how he's going to succeed in here, then. Like then he would take it, his mm-hmm. face value. Mm-hmm. Um, but so how's he seen me? I I don't know. Have you ever asked him? No, I mean how 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 do I how do I even do that? Well, there's a lot of different ways to ask him, but you guys are work leader and supervisor. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you work very closely together, mm-hmm. um, and, and so one of the things you're pointing out is that uh, you're you don't have the best relationship with him. Is that accurate? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right now, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When did you guys have a good relationship? Uh, well, it seemed to be a lot better before we were in different roles. You know, hmm. put, on, okay. put on a supervisor hat about a year ago. And ever since we started on this uh, line of work, it, yeah. So I guess it's been slowly building. Or we haven't been as tight. Yeah. So what you're saying is that it changed when you put on a new role. I guess so. Okay. I think so. I mean, I could trace it back to that. Um, since then, have you... So you, were you guys friends then or at that time before the new... I mean, we hat? just didn't have... We just didn't have any... Uh, there just wasn't this situation, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like we were, you know, hanging out, but um, we never had any issues. Okay. And in fact, from my perspective, there was, um, seemed to be mutual respect, or at yeah. least on my end. Yeah. What about on his end? I don't know. Okay. So, so as we talk, there's a couple of questions that you still don't have answers to. Mm-hmm. You know? what he thinks about you, mm-hmm. how he feels about you, you know, the relationship at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he's, he's your right-hand man. He's mm-hmm. the guy in your pocket. He's the guy that you're working with. Or at least the guy that with. I'm leaning on or but, I need to lean on. Yeah, the guy that if he doesn't succeed, this is based on what you said earlier, mm-hmm. if he doesn't succeed, you don't succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds like the challenge maybe we need to look at of how to rectify that. Uh, I'd like to brainstorm with you if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I actually got a meeting I got to get to, but um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So how about we, um, let's look at how do, how do I take the relationship and get a better understanding of where I am Mm -hmm. and where he is in relationship to our working situation. How could you do that? Throw anything out. Well, I mean, you asked me earlier, have I asked him? And mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I mean, I guess hearing myself say that out loud sounds, well, I mean, if there's things I need to know about him, what's, yeah, I haven't asked him. So what would you ask him? If he was sitting in, in the room right now, he's sitting over in that chair. What would you ask him? I'm, I'm not even here. Why, why are you jamming me, man? Okay. Why are you jamming me? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you things to be successful in here, and why aren't you doing any of them? Okay. What else? Um, is there something I did? Okay. Do you not... Do you not value my input? Do you not value my word? Do you not believe me when I tell you that, you know, I, I, I lean on you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that all came out, but... Yeah. So, why are you jamming me, you said? Uh, is there something I did? Do you not value any of my work? If, if I had to... If you had to take those questions mm-hmm. um, and say what's common in them, what, what would you say is common in all those questions? What do you really want to know? Hmm. 
How can we work together? Okay. How can we work together? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that feels like a neutral question and yet and yet just acknowledges we're not working together. Yeah. In the way that we need to and um That's good. That's good. So, how willing are you to ask him that in the next week cuz I know we have the the next DPL coming up pretty soon. How willing are you to ask him that on a uh, scale from one to five? Five being the most. One uh, being the it's it's got to be a five. I've got to. Okay. I can't. So, I can't not at okay. this point. When do you think you could have that conversation with? Him? Um. You know, he and I will. Uh, we we got to do a turnover. Uh, here around uh, around fourteen hundred, and so I'll I'll see him there. Okay. And I'll I'll have a minute to pull him aside. Okay. So that, that'll work. I'll do it then. So today by two ish. Yeah. Right. Well, what do you think will get in the way of you uh, having that conversation with him? Uh, you know, nothing unless you know this continues to go sideways. I mean, uh, the work we we got, but um, no, we shouldn't. We we should be able to have it. Got you. Okay. Well, yeah. good. How about I do this? I'll come back in and check in on you this afternoon. Okay. Just to kind of see how the conversation went. And from there, uh, we'll talk about any next steps you need to take to really get that relationship in order. Okay. So you can uh, get what you need and have a better outlook on the situation. Okay. That'll right. work, man. That'll All right. Work. Sounds good. Thank you, my man. Thank you. And scene. Shamar Terrell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nice job, man. That that sounded like a lot of conversations that uh, that that I think we all find ourselves in in this environment. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And um, it's it's a it's a prime place for yeah. great coaching conversations, and um, you know it's great work that we do, and we're helping really good people. Absolutely, Shamar. Thank you so much again, my man. This has been an honor, a privilege for me. Um, where can folks find out more about you? Uh, any social media presence, LinkedIn, uh, website, whatever? Yeah, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, uh, I, I think I'm the only Shamar Terrell on there. Um, <laughs> and that's T-E-R-R-E-L-L. Yes. Shamar Terrell. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah, LinkedIn is where I spend most of my professional time. So, <laughs> yeah, reading stories and things that yeah. help me grow as an individual. Well, thanks so much for all that you have shared, all that you've meant to our team, and uh, all that you've uh, passed along to us here today. Thanks, Wes. All righty. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Cardinal Coaching Solutions. If you're interested in learning more about any of the topics we discussed today, or if you'd like to investigate working with me as a coach, please visit www.cardinalcoachingsolutions.com and connect with me personally over email at wes, that's W-E-S, at cardinalcoachingsolutions.com. I offer my first session absolutely free, and I'd be honored to help get you going. I can't wait to hear from you.